Bishop and the Council Roundup. Tons and tons to get to. It is the Council Roundup. I'm Greg Bishop on 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. The Council Roundup with Springfield's Morning News brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Their downtown location open for lunch. Also open for lunch on Saturday. And don't forget about delivery. Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. There's uh, more than a three-hour meeting last night. We're not going to get to everything. There were some residents and citizens that addressed the council. Things got a little bit heated with one particular one. I'll let you go and find that for yourself. But we've got tons of substantive stuff to get to. And in particular, what's going to happen with the uh, Wyndham City Center, downtown Springfield, zoning starts with Mayor Jim Langfelder laying it out. Petitioner is 700 East Adams Street, owner LLC, as contract purchaser, and Tower Capital Group LP as owner by Tower GP LLC, its general partner. Present zoning classification is S3, Central Shopping District, Section 155.032. Requested zoning relief, a variance of section 155.049 special provisions for residential uses in the inner city to allow up to 400 residential units instead of the 200 allowed. Springfield Sangamon County Regional Planning Staff recommendation is denial. Planning and Zoning Commission recommendation is denial motion to approve petition within the 320 residents and 80 hotel rooms failed to receive enough votes to pass. So that's where we're at. And Alderwoman Purchase provided uh, what is an amendment to this request? One, the variance is limited to allow 320 apartment residential units with 80 of the remaining rooms to remain as hotel rooms only and whenever possible vacant apartments may be used for hotel convention space. Two, the apartments are to be market rate with the scope of work to be shown on the proposed project scope subjected at the Planning and Zoning Commission meeting by the petitioner. Three, project financing shall be committed and available. Construction plans shall be co completed and building permits shall be applied for within 180 days of zoning approval. And number four, all project work shall be in compliance with the project development agreements made with the city, including the scope of work and the project and construction schedule. So there's a lot going on there. Uh, a lot of uh, moving pieces, different types of uh, parameters that are being set, and they had the developers there, three different groups, including an attorney and uh, the one that wants to take it over and the one that wants to sell it. This is David Mitchell. I believe he's the one that wants to take it over. Particular attention should be given to attracting younger working age residents and their families. And that's really the mantra and that's really the focus of what we've tried to put together with one of our good homes communities here in, in Springfield. So again, uh, they're wanting to have, you know, some apartment complexes or apartment uh, uh, units in the Wyndham City Center, uh, but also still have some, some hotel space as well. Uh, the prospects? Great property like the Wyndham is that we have an abundant amount of, of amenities. We have a pool, putting in a world-class gym, uh, co-working space, function rooms, tenant lounges, game rooms, and really to, to, to populate it with, with excitement as well as really, I think, one of the most outstanding apartment um, rentals that, that will be available in Springfield and the surrounding area. So he continues to talk about how conversations have been going on with city officials about all this. The long conversations. Uh, with the city of Springfield, we are maintaining the existing meeting convention space. We're renovating it, and, um, and, and we hope 
that the 80 uh, units will be there to support it. So uh, other plans? We plan to take the top of this tower and create a world-class observation deck and food, court, food hall. And we think that it will be an amazing place to start your tour of Springfield or to end your tour of Springfield. Now, there's been ongoing conversations for years about getting more uh, living quarters in downtown Springfield. Uh, if you remember the uh, Ferguson Booth building, there were awesome plans there, but that didn't come together. Uh, you, now you've got this idea. Uh, they're looking at uh, uh, converting some of the, the hotel space into apartment complexes. What are those apartments going to look like? They are studio apartments um, that have a kitchen, a living area, bedroom area, um, it has a foyer, and, uh, you know, it has a, obviously an outstanding view. We're doing a gut renovation of this building. It's a $40 million project, of which $25 million in hard costs. So what about the rest of that uh, $15 million? Where's that going to come from? We'll get to that a little bit later on. Uh, what about other floor plans? Um, the one bedroom has a separate living room, dining room area, bedroom, and it has two bathrooms. Uh, currently in this tower, there are 27 apartments, which we plan on renovating as the same as we're renovating the entire so building. There's already 27. And so there'll be opportunities for two bedrooms as well. I mean, if you knew that, that there were already apartment buildings, uh, apartment units inside the Wyndham. I didn't know that. Uh, meanwhile, he says there's a lot of jobs in downtown Springfield that this could help facilitate housing for. And that's the reason why I'm here. It's these 54,000 jobs. At Good Homes, we have a team that geolocates places where there's sustainable employment. And Springfield is one of those places. And, um and he's excited to be able to bring this here. Coming back, we'll hear from another individual, Scott Larson. Uh, and he lays out some of the uh, prospects and the tough times that the hotel industry has undergone. Uh, so stay tuned for that. It's coming up here with Springfield's Morning News. we got so much to get to. It is the Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Their downtown location open for lunch throughout the week and also on Saturdays. Don't forget delivery. Head West Subs. All right, Scott Larson, he's up next in this deal with the Wyndham City Center and trying to uh, take the property and uh, change it from all hotels, which I didn't know there were actually like 20 uh, different uh, units there already for apartments, but they want to turn it into more apartments and still have some hotel space, but uh, it's just not economically viable right now. Uh, so Scott Larson, he talks about the uh, the status of uh, the, the hotel industry. When we acquired the asset, we had already signed a Marriott uh, franchise agreement to convert the property to a Delta by Marriott. When uh, COVID hit, we were 70% completed with our design and development phase on the Marriott uh, design platform called Lobo. Um, but again, along came the pandemic and, uh, and derailed uh, and derailed our uh, um, our plans, our intentions. Uh, we kept the property open through COVID. We worked with the county. He said that they actually housed people who needed to be isolated there at one point in time. So uh, kind of interesting to hear all that laid out. But the prospects moving forward. Properties running between 26, 27 percent occupancy over the trailing 12 months. Wow. Uh, that is not sustainable for us to be able to pay our bills. The CVB does an incredible job here bringing groups to town challenges there's not enough of them uh to be able to uh to keep the uh the business viable he says it's uh, really um just difficult times right now so it's it's a tough time for the hotel industry it's a tough time to be a hotelier 
So next up was uh, Patrick Fitzgerald. He is an attorney uh, helping represent the uh, the cause for this particular sale. And uh, he points to, uh, you know, a, a variety of things that uh, he says need to be met in order to uh, be able to have a, an ordinance uh, variance approved as is being requested last night. The first element is that the property cannot economically be used or yield a reasonable return and, without uh, the variance. He says that's been laid out. It's just not economically viable, only getting about, what, 25% or so occupancy rates for the, uh, for the year. Meanwhile, the next point he lays out... Is that the proposal is due to unique circumstances. And obviously he says there are unique circumstances. This building's already there. It's in the core of Springfield, and it's something that I think a lot of people, he says, uh, recognize we don't want to have urban sprawl. And I think if you talk to most planners, they'll tell you, boy, urban sprawl is not ideal. We don't like it. We would prefer much more focused development. And we would submit to you, that's exactly what we're proposing. And his next point, he says, that they meet. Is that the variance will not alter the neighborhood in a negative manner. He actually says it'll be, bring some positives. And in particular, it'll bring more certainty to who's walking around down there uh, at that particular location if it's going to be uh, apartment spaces. Is instead of the transitory nature of hotel guests who come and go, who who drive in, they drive out, they they take cabs, they they uh, use Uber, uh, uh, items like that. These will be residents who actually live in your downtown area, who actually frequent the restaurants, who shop downtown, who go to church downtown, who offer. Their services of a volunteer nature downtown. So again, that was the attorney uh, for this particular deal, uh, and they're in front of city council last night. This is just zoning, all right, but a pretty big deal. Uh, it's a landmark in Springfield. It's the former Hilton, now the Wyndham City Center, and they're wanting to change it into uh, part. Uh, apartment units, uh, be it studio apartments, one bedroom, possibly some two bedrooms, but still having a few spaces there for hotel, uh, for, for for hotel space. Uh, but they're also wanting to maintain the uh, the convention area as well. Uh, but uh, we'll hear, of course, the back and forth with the owner of this, uh, who's up next in front of the city council. My name is Al Rajabi, and I'm the owner of uh, Tower Capital Group. So we'll hear from Al in the Q&A with Alderman as well, and a lot of different points being made, so stay tuned. That's on the way here with Springfield's Morning News. I'm Greg Bishop on 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. It is the Council Roundup, brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. They're with the Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. A lot of discussion last night about the Wyndham City Center. Took the dominant part of the meeting. Three-hour meeting last night. We're not going to get to everything, including the residents that were addressing the council. You'll want to unpack that yourself if you want to check that out. But uh, more of the conversation, the owner of the operation there at Wyndham, who's looking to move forward, selling it to somebody else who wants to turn it into part apartment complex and part hotel. Uh, and he talked about how COVID-19 really uh, brought a whole bunch of chaos. This is Al Rajibi talking to the city council last night. And uh, it was pretty much a nuclear uh, arsenal that basically attacked hospitality as we know it. And um, 
some of the sectors are coming back, but unfortunately the big box hotels, like that's what I call big box hotels, are having a tremendous difficult time uh, you know, making a comeback. And he worries moving forward. I'm pretty sad it's affecting my staff because think about it. If you're running an operation when you have 80%, and then suddenly, three days later, it drops down to 8%. And you tell the staff, I'm sorry, you can't have the hours, but you just worked 18 hours. You gave your butt out, you work your butt off, and, and now the staff is like, hey, we can't do this. So uh, obviously, there's uh, a lot of uh, a lot of individuals impacted by just the overall uh, hardships that the hospitality industry felt because of COVID-19. So what are the options here? The city steps up and um, provides a loan, but it needs to happen very quick because I, I have the term sheet and it takes a while to go through the whole process because August 10th is the deadline. August and once 10th. I sign that, it's a 40-year commitment August 10th. government assist housing. Wow. That's my option. That's all I have. So August 10th comes around and he already has approval for government subsidized housing there at the Wyndham Center. That's a head scratcher. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the options he puts out there. Things that will happen if this isn't approved. If you guys reject us today, the Starbucks will go away. The retails will go away. The only option we have, we already approved for 200-unit apartments. So I don't need any additional zoning. And I'm not trying to give you guys a threat. This is just the fact reality. I am so, like, um. I feel embarrassed that I couldn't deliver the hotel, but I did not create COVID. So uh, he also talks about, uh, you know, the, the, the various uh, factors involved in all of this. But now it's time to hear from the alderman. Alderman Sean Gregory has some questions. All of these changes, all of this good stuff, it's, it's all cool stuff, right? But I don't know if it's just going to, I just have a hard time believing that it's going to go to 90% just because we put up observation deck upstairs. Just imagine you live in an apartment place okay. and all types of random people is going through your apartment, uh, your, your apartment complex. It's kind of, it's kind of different. And he uh, asked straight up uh, what that would be like. Uh, they, they're going to be able to uh, mix with the people who are living there. You know, the people who are visiting versus those who are residing there. Uh, here's Al. So it's not up to you guys to dictate if he's going to be successful or not. Is he? End of the day. So, so real quick, end of the he, day. No gonna spend it, 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 can I finish, it, please? I'll let you I finish. asked him. I, it was actually my turn. I had the floor. But so you answer my question. But his project, he's going to come back and he's going to need city assistance. So that's why I'll we're trying to make sure. I'll so, so if he's coming with $25 million on his own and doesn't need us... <laughs> Well, we'll hear about what happens with the rest of the $15 million there. But David Mitchell, he's back, and he talks about the, the difference between where residents are going to enter and where guests are going to enter. Each will have discrete and separate arrivals, arri architectural term, arrival spaces, entrances, and they, and they will also have their own elevator banks. Again, Alderman Gregory's got another question. What if you want to swim? What if what? What if you want to swim? 
So, I, you know, I thought about your question, and I think that we would share the amenities. So, um, residents and uh, hotel guests would be swimming together. Alderman Donnellan's got a question. Mr. Dahl, what, what is the impact of losing this many hotel rooms to the convention industry in, in the convention proposals? And uh, Scott Dahl gets up there. Uh, he's with the uh, Springfield uh, Visitors and uh, Convention Bureau, and he talks about uh, kind of lay of the land. The 24%, uh, I understand that it's from an individual property standpoint, uh, but it's really not a reflection of what's happening in Springfield from the travel and tourism side. Moving past a 100-year pandemic, typically the city will run 55% occupancy. In 2021, we ran 48% citywide occupancy. Uh, pretty good coming out of a uh, uh, 2020 uh, in the heart of the pandemic. <laughs> Where the <laughs> hospitality industry just got gutted during the pandemic. Uh, what about the future for hotels and conventions? We're trending forward, uh, 23, we're looking at 55% occupancy once again. And then in 24, adding sports tourism, uh, which will propel us well past that 60% mark. Remember that goal that we set back in 2018, get the city to 60%. So um, he sees some big things ahead and uh, hedging a lot of that on the uh, sports tourism side of things. Uh, more from Scott Dahl. So when we take a look at that, uh, these 26 room, uh, conventions that the Visit Springfield team has worked with the hotels to book, uh, that represents 56,000 room nights uh, that are obligated from 2023 through 2025. So uh, these are... Uh, conventions that we're not going to be able to meet our obligations, whether we provide shuttle service somewhere else, there's going to be additional costs that go with that. Uh, are the conventions uh, not one going to want to follow through uh, having their conventions here in Springfield? I mean, there's a lot of questions in the air, right? Uh, what happens in the, in the future years when we can't meet those obligations? David Mitchell back at the podium to uh, field more questions and to lay more things out. So we have contemplated and we have had initial conversation uh, with the city about a, a, some sort of TIF. I mean, there is a downtown TIF currently. So that's kind of how he sees the financing. They'll come with $25 million. It's a $40 million project. They'll have to make up $15 more million, and it would be through TIF financing. So tax increment financing for the downtown area. Um, so what about the floor plans? More on that. They're, you know, they range anywhere from 350 to 375 square feet. Or the studio. Yeah, some, some might be up to 400. Uh, the one bedrooms are approximately double that size. So uh, you got a studio, one bedroom. He says there could be two bedroom apartments as well. Here's Alderman Hanauer. I, I am concerned about, about what it does to uh, uh, our convention stuff. We, we made it quite a commitment. Uh, on this Legacy Point project, and the projection from from that is it's going to increase hotel rates, and we're giving up a lot of hotel rooms. Well, um, how many hotel rooms? I mean, there's also a hotel right there by Legacy Point. Uh, I don't know if people are necessarily going to be moving uh, all the way into downtown for those sporting events, but we shall see more from Alderman Hanauer. You know, we lose the amount of... Um, the amount of conventions that, that Mr. Dahl's talking about, that's that's a huge hit to businesses downtown. That's a huge hit. Yeah, and that, that's uh, obviously something that's a big concern is if they can't have the hotel space downtown for conventions and they lose conventions, then it's just going to be ugly. Al uh, talks about what happens again if this is denied. 
I already have a 200 room approved for apartment. I mean, 200 apartments rather approved. That doesn't mean that I could also have 200 hotel room. I want to make sure you all understand very clearly. The hotel aspect, the retail aspect will go away. On my option, which is very limited, there are not going to be a hotel. So the only option that you're going to have as a hotel is what Mr. Mitchell and his group are willing to bring for you guys. And he talks about the debt that he owes. Again, he said something about an August semi deadline, so that uh, could be coming up just around the corner. I could pay the note. I have cash. That's not a problem. The problem is that this is a deferred maintenance. Alderman McMiniman jumping in. I understand your point about deferred maintenance. Yes, sir. And there's going to be deferred maintenance whether we go with a new owner or you as the existing owner. And I also want to point out that, you know, this city has helped with deferred maintenance. I think it was four years ago before you became owner. I think it was three to four million dollars of improvements we made to the parking ramp that, you know, the the owners control. I think it's a 500 space parking ramp. And. So, um, ultimately, he's talking about how the city has helped with that and the agreement there for the parking ramp. But McMiniman, he wants more info about the debt. Well, um, I wish I could say that I understand everything you're saying, but it doesn't completely add up, uh, for me at least. I I just want to express that. What part of it doesn't add up? I'm sorry. I think you're foreclosing some of the options that exist for you. I would love to hear if you have other options. My note is coming due, sir, and I have... Been only being able to find one financial institution that's willing to do this note and do the um, do the construction side of it. I think you'd have to reveal more of your financial information for us to get a true understanding of your situation. Well, he says that he's a private entity and uh, he doesn't feel like he has to do that. Uh, meanwhile, Alderman uh, Alderwoman DeCenso talks about uh, the the, uh, the Springfield's. Um, Springfield's appetite. I don't disagree with you. I'm all about the luxury. You know, I've lived in San Diego and Los Angeles and Chicago. I get it. I'm not sure Springfield does. We're a corn dog and donut kind of town. <laughs> all right. We're a corn dog and donut kind of town. I do like lobster, though, so there's that. Uh, more from Alderwoman Descent. So- this isn't Chicago. It's not Champagne. It's not San Antonio. Um, we're a different demographic. And we would, we would love to have a market for that sort of thing. I don't believe we do. Meanwhile, Alderman Williams uh, says that he supports this idea. And uh, if we want hotel space down there, we got to keep it. But our reality is our reality. Just like COVID can come and cancel all of them. So, I mean, we have to react and live in today. Yeah, uh, and what that ultimately means is uh, moving forward with these types of plans, he says. If we're going to get 80 rooms out of this, you know, that's better than none. And I think that's what we're going to do. If if we don't support this, I'm going to support it. If we don't support it, we're going to have um, put ourselves in the worst situations about what we're very so much concerned about, hotel rooms. And then uh, Mayor Langfelder, he had some questions of Al. Do you have weddings booked, or what's your bookings like right now? That's something I have to get back to you on. I don't have that in front of me, but, yeah, we have some. But, unfortunately, you know, when it's it's a financial crisis, and that's uh, the options are very limited. So he didn't have that information. Alderwoman Purchase uh, said that's not a good sign. Al, you are not helping us right now. 
I'm telling you the fact. I'm telling you where the position I'm in. I, like the mayor just asked you, you, you don't know what you have booked at all for the next two or three months and you was coming in front of us tonight? Come on. Other woman, I am the owner of the hotel. I have over 800 employees. I don't handle the day-to-day -day operations on every one of my properties. This is not the only property that I own. But this is a serious matter that you're talking about here tonight. I'd be happy to get you that information. I'm hoping that my colleagues, I don't know if that's going to help them out with their vote tonight. And it didn't because it failed. Uh, didn't get enough votes. So uh, what's going to happen with that? We shall see. Stay tuned. We got another segment of the council roundup because we got to get the map debate in. So that's on the way here on WMAY. All right. Head West Substop. Extended segment. What a great sub you've got to head west. It's the Council Roundup on Springfield's Morning News. I'm Greg Bishop on 92.7 WMAY. Alderman McMiniman upset last night about the way the maps turned out. He is, of course, termed out, but uh, he says that uh, there's a lot of um, um, uh, individuals who are looking for personal gain from the way the maps ultimately were amended multiple times. So he's opposing it. Here he is last night. It's too bad that this change had to play... The Ward 7 had to be carved up, and the argument is that it's been carved up to help some and hurt others, period. So he made the point and says that, uh, you know, he brought in some other older people, people's names and talking about how they supported his opponents and all of this, that, and the other. So uh, some some political back and forth there, but uh, I don't think people were having it. This was like two and a half hours in the meeting, and they were ready to go, so. Alderman Rep. Pat. Call the question. All right. <laughs> Uh, before we vote on that, Mr. Mayor, call the question. The question. Second. All right. So the question has been called. Uh, not much more time for debates. Here's McMiniman. I've never called a question in 11 years. And uh, there's some people here that like to call the question. Because it's a part of the rules, Joe. And it's a part of the rules. And I just remind everyone, especially the new alderman, that um, when someone calls the question, it requires a supermajority vote. And, you know, I think everyone here has earned the right to express their opinion. So when someone calls the question, they're trying to shut somebody up. I've never liked that. So the uh, question was called. And uh, so I think it's a bad idea for aldermen to try to shut up other aldermen. That's all I'm going to say. Call the question. You just proved the point. All right. There you go. And ultimately, the maps passed. And uh, you've got new wards that are going to be laid out for the upcoming election. That's your council meeting from last night's the Springfield City Council Roundup only on Springfield's Morning News. I'm Greg Bishop on 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk.